You're listening to ClearCast, the real estate fintech podcast by Clear Capital. This is a special mini-sode recorded at MBA Annual 2021 in San Diego, California. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, well, we're here on day two of MBA Annual in San Diego, um, and I get to actually put Julian Hebron in the hot seat. Usually he's talking to me and interviewing me. I think he's going to try to turn it around on me. Maybe so. Maybe <laughs> so. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, thanks for sitting down and, and uh, taking a few moments with us. Absolutely. Happy to be here, man. So, um, yeah. so day four in a way. I arrived on Saturday, um, but the NBA annual catchphrase together again is very true. It's super fun. It's fun to be sitting here looking at people <laughs> and interacting and seeing the beads of sweat exactly. when somebody's presenting. <laughs> Who would that be? So for the audience, we just did a, uh, I'm Julian Hebron with the basis point. I was hosting some of the demos and Keenan's demo on clear collateral was pretty great so if you guys don't know about it I think we're gonna maybe talk a little bit about that in our segment here today yeah Um, but I actually I'm gonna turn it around on right out of the gate only because like the this subject matter that came out yesterday from the FHFA Mm -hmm. around desktop appraisals I have some opinions on it but I just wanted to see if maybe you would like set it up in terms of this is a this is a breakthrough moment for the valuation community and you guys are leaders in the valuation community yeah. so I want to hear from you first if that's okay sure no <laughs> I, I mean I, a couple of things I think struck me about about it so it was um, the acting director of the FHFA Sandra Thompson yep that um, that said that um, they're bringing Bringing back, keeping, extending. We, we don't know what to say yet. Re- yes. Remixing, something like that. Yeah. Um, Let's do remix. Okay. It's remixing good. desktop appraisals. <laughs> um, you know, what was interesting is that during during COVID, the flexibilities to use desktops for purchase, it, it was a little bit of a ripcord sort of, sort of thing. Like there was this matrix of how you could do it. Yeah. But it was very reliant upon the appraiser to determine whether they had what they needed know to right. do it so yeah so i guess my take on it is that i'm hoping it's done in a way that there's certainty up front for lenders knowing what path to go down before they go down that path right yeah because like the one thing that we found with doing uh, uh hybrids and, and these other sort of tests and learns we've been doing is is that you don't want to have to change products midstream and interrupt you know, the process have to redisclose to the borrower. It, all yep. the things that happen that's bad, we're just hoping that there's a framework for avoiding that. So here's how I'm digesting it so far, is whenever new policy, especially MBA Annual, is very well known for major policy announcements, um, which is fun. It's not always just um, uh, either lender deals or fintech products and deals. Um, so this is meaningful to me, especially heading into a major purchase market and this is eligible for purchases. And the, the most important bit to me is I like think about D1C. Remember when that was announced at MBA Annual in Boston? Mm-hmm. It's been a few years at right. least now. Yeah. But remember how exciting that was? But then let's also remember how 
long it took for this to all become a reality because we all went back to our desks back then and we're like, oh, wait a second. We can't do anything right. with it yet. And what I found myself doing back then on the mortgage banking side was going immediately to these very early stage POS investors. That one was launched only with one at the time, form free. And it was like, oh, wait, the, the, our chosen partners in this, in, that are powering this part of our, of our process um, aren't, aren't eligible yet. So in this case, I think it'll go quite a bit faster because there is, the, it is a remix. There have yes. been versions of this. But here's, here's where I think it's incredibly important. And I would love to know your take here is that in the end, the only thing that matters is I have to underwrite, approve, and sell that loan. Gain on sale is why we're all here. That's the that's what this business is about. And um, so if you can't sell the loan because your collateral is jamming you up, the default position is we're doing it the old-fashioned way, especially in a purchase market, and we're doing full appraisals, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. That's kind of how I think the initial out of the gate mentality is until to your point that we're going to see what happens yep. uh, with how the policy evolves. But uh, what I think is useful since we're on your pod mm -hmm. um, is when I'm a lender that that's my primary concern and I'm like, hey, Keenan, Clear Capital, how do, how do you help me prove yeah. the case yeah. because I would love nothing more than to not have to do full appraisals on every purchase yeah. so that I can close those in 15 days in a hot market if I need to. Well, the, the good news, right, is that at least there's a form that's agreed yeah. upon by both GSEs. Yeah. I think the question is going to be what's the data standard or data, the minimum threshold yeah. that is, uh, that is required to support that, that standard form. Yeah. Right? So with, you know, we, actually for hybrids, we have a agreed upon form between both GSEs, the 10 of 4H, 70H. Yeah. Um, and so that helps with the saleability, right? Where it's like, all right, at least I know if I deliver this, that it's going to meet, you know, the, 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 the AUS standards, get yep. through the system, understand if I'm getting rep and warrant relief, all those things. But, but to me, saleability is also about how you manage your, your vendor solutions. And if you only have certain ones that are capable of doing this standard and others are doing this standard, that becomes a, a, a problem. Um, so, you know, I, that's one of the things we're focusing on, right? Digitizing the home, uh, ensuring that we have the data with confidence early in the process. So, you know, you can confidently go down that path because you have the data to support it. Yep. Regardless of who you're going to exit your, your loan to. Yeah. No, and I, I, I think that that is... Without that, that, that's the first question everyone's going to ask it, it, on the lender side yeah. is, great, love the policy, but it's all about selling the loans. And until I know that I have a way of being able to make that case. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's where fintech isn't just a utility. It is becoming more and more a part of the yeah. process. Yeah. It is absolutely part of the business yep. that, that every every lender in our community is in. Absolutely. So, so f any final yeah. thoughts on, on anything surprising here to you that you're seeing? I think that for the most part, my, my, my most interesting observation is that the COVID acceleration of, uh, of all the fintech has, has, is, is real. 
you know, you, you see it in the headlines, you especially see it in the amount of fundraising that has happened in the challenger bank sector. Our sector tends to be quieter with respect to, if you will, the national conversation. Big national headlines are mostly grabbed by the big, by the big, big fintechs raising billions of dollars, adding millions of customers. But here we are, we did $4 trillion last year, we'll do $3.8 trillion this year. The NBA just increased the j just two nights ago. I always love the data from uh, Mike and Marina and Joel. And um, so they just revised 2022. There's two critical revisions to 22. Number one is that it was $2.3 trillion for next year, now it's 2.5. Wow. And the biggest adjustment that happened there is that we were going to be a 75% purchase market, which is very stark adjustment uh, that everyone was quite rattled about. And now that has been brought down to like 67%. So two, you went from three quarters to two thirds purchase, which just eases up that transition yeah. a little bit. And it's very important. And I have a thesis around uh, home values and tappable equity. Mm -hmm. If we go off the BK stat of 9.1 trillion in tappable equity, uh, you've, and you guys know this better than anyone, people do have record equity. Yeah. And so for me, this golden age of responsible cash out is one reason why I think refis are going to be more meaningful in 22, because for those who don't know, the tappable equity definition is you take out equity. The definition of tappable equity is equity that you can take yes. out and still have an ADLTV. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so... That to me is incredibly important because it's not going to create this systemic problem. And one of the things that we do at the basis point is, is, is peel into these misunderstood national headlines and try to influence the national conversation more because our stuff bubbles up to these mainstream journalists who frankly aren't in the trenches like we right, all are. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's everyone's like, oh, homes are ATMs again in 22. And it's like, no, let us look at some numbers here with you yeah, yeah. and explain. So that part's actually super exciting because it's not just, you know, and then when you look at the record debt, um, if you look at the New York Fed data that comes out every quarter in terms of the, the headlines that get grabbed, it's, it's, it's about record student, record auto, mm -hmm. et cetera. And it's like, if you combine that with the record tappable equity and our jobs in our two to three trillion dollar industry is to help people manage that debt, then responsible uh, cash out, that's the debt consolidation side of yeah. it. Yeah. And you can take that non-housing debt, put it into housing using some of that equity, and even if rates coming up a little bit, those are still drastically lower than all those non-housing debt rates. Yeah. And then um, the, the other side of that, of course, is the home improvement side, the, the cash out side. And to me, that's another incredibly interesting it was already a record year last year right for home yes. improvement so we're going to see that see that continue i don't know which data yeah. you study the most I, yeah. I mean i always look at the harvard study mm -hmm. but like 433 billion was projected for home improvement this year uh so yeah. if we combine that with the amount of tappable equity there's this amazing opportunity wow. yeah. uh and so and you guys sit at the center of all this helping make sure that the lenders do help keep the system safe. It's, it's, it's an incredible amount of responsibility when you really think about the people and the fact that we're putting a number on that equity. Yep. Right? For for 100 and 
20 million plus homeowners. That's right. right? And, and you know, right now, we're putting a number that's right in front of them through their consumer apps. So they're yep. looking at it every day. They can pull it up, see where am I at, and what should my choices be based on that. Um, so, and yeah. that consumer experience is something that is new, as we know. Mm -hmm. And for, the, for folks to be able to not just, as, as the previous era, the recently previous era was more about like, oh, let me creep on my neighbor and see what their home is worth. Like, it's not about no. that anymore. It's no. about like, what can I do with this asset that I have? Exactly. And I have a real-time lens into it and combining that with the loan data and actually the pricing engine data and making it actionable so yeah. people can can uh, do things and connect that back to the lenders. That's all the stuff that, that at the basis point we're super tied into and putting all those dots together and it's real now. Awesome. Well, so. as usual, pearls of wisdom. I really appreciate you taking a, f a few minutes and, Absolutely. And, and dropping in. It's good to see you. Likewise, man. All right. Take care. See you.